0: Hey everyone, how are we doing? Good, fine, how are you? Good. So, um, let me use this chair. I, um, Harvey's correct. I have a, a couple of books that I've written. Um, the first one is a, it's a poetry book that um, was written. It was written after I went through an experience. So I spent probably five years looking for the truth of life, trying to find out why are we here. And I got to that point because I had, at one moment, kind of went to college, got a job, got married, got kids, cars, house, there it is, it's all there. And I found myself still looking, still looking for something more. There must be something more to this. I felt like there was some void or something was missing. Um, I also felt as I became a father, I felt like I needed to really know. I need to know and be able to help my kids in some way, um, more so. So I, I started seeking in different ways. And I started looking First of all, in all of the New Age, it was called New Age stuff back then, which was mediumship. When people die, you have a medium talk to you. And and Reiki, which is a hands-on energy. I started looking in all those directions. And then I started discovering parts about myself in that way. And then I started looking deeper and deeper and reading more and more and more. And then one day I'm driving down the road and I'm listening to, to a CD in my car. There's a guy by the name of Eckhart Tolle. He has, an, uh, he has a book out that came out back in the late 90s called The Power of Now. And I'm listening to his voice, and he says something in that, in that CD. He says something, and whatever he said, I don't know what it was he said, but there was a moment where it felt like somebody took a hat that was on my head and pulled it off, and suddenly something opened up. And I went, whoa. It's like somebody took unzipped and opened up life. And there it was, in some beautiful way, undescribable. And I had a piece of it, and it lasted 15 seconds. (laughs) It was like, way to go. And then I found myself searching for that. Now, how do I get back to that? How do I get back to that? After that moment, um, I started reading more and more books. Um, Books um, about something called non-duality, which is just an awareness of What is here is all it was, similar to what you're learning in Zen, mindfulness, things like that. And then one day I had a a very difficult evening. The next day I went to work, and I sent a text to a friend of mine in California, and I asked him, I said, I can meditate, I can feel peace, I can feel calm. How do I keep it? How do I maintain it? How do I make it happen all the time? And he told me, he said, look deeply to see if Mike exists. Huge sentence. Look deeply to see if Mike exists. And this is the moment where we go from being up on stage as a character to being off stage and back as your actor self. It goes from being the painting to being the canvas. You go from being on film to being the screen. It goes from being your name to being presence or from the wave to being the ocean. The shift takes place. and We have moments where the shift takes place all the time, but we may not notice them. So he said these things to me, and then for three months straight, I found myself in some place that I could not describe. It was a dimension that had been there my entire life, but yet I didn't recognize it until then and I immersed into it completely. So much that I remember him saying that to me and I remember suddenly feeling, I remember feeling this, this oneness, this openness. My thoughts became, you know those thoughts you have on top of your head all the time? That, 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 that thought, thought bubble, that, that damn thing you know what I'm talking about? So that cleared, it just became clear. It opened up. And then the next thing I remember was um, walking down the street and realizing I am just life, life, that's all there is, it's just life. A siren from a, uh, a car came by as an ambulance and I heard it and I could hear the space between the notes within the ambulance. I could hear the silence and the stillness between the notes, I could hear the notes as stillness and openness. I could look at the sidewalk and the sidewalk became empty space just like the sky. And I remember waking up in the middle of the night saying, is it still there? It was almost like a fish in the ocean where somebody had said, hey, guess what, you are the ocean. And the fish says, well, where's the ocean? And you say, it's, it's everything. And the fish suddenly realizes, whoa, there's so much truth to this. And I am this also. So I woke up in the middle of the night saying, is it still there? And then what I did was I then just started cranking out poetry because I couldn't describe this in any other way. I couldn't put words to it. I didn't know how, so I just started writing these poems. The very first poem I ever wrote was one that said, I am a drop of water within the ocean looking for the sea. And there's so much raw truth to that. I found myself laughing at everything. I found myself talking to anybody I wanted to on the streets because everyone was this open presence that I was. And there was no stopping it. And it went on for about three or four months. And it was absolutely beautiful. And then I got divorced. (laughs) And the divorce came through and suddenly I went from this to this. And then slowly it opened back up, it opened back up, and then I wrote a second book called Opening Home, which is where you take this and you go into the streets and learn how to do it. So for the next hour and a half, I'm gonna try to teach you as much as I can about this, show you this, and point you to this. In a way so that you will not only understand and feel it, but when you leave here, you'll be able to walk out. You'll be able to walk out the door you'll be able to go to whatever you're doing and you'll find ways to go oh this is what he was talking about and now I can see this in life and you'll learn how to do this so that you will not be waking up every morning and going here's me and here's the world and I have to conquer this and this is exhausting I'll show you how to go through this so that you can become a flow just like everything else is out there flowing you will flow also So I'm going to show you these tips on how to do this. And if I don't get to that today, I'll give you my email address and contact me and I'll help you with it. Okay? The first thing I want to do, I think one of the most easiest things to do, is I want to do a guided meditation. Now the guided meditation will do this, it will place us in a place where we can first acquire, get to know something that has been there our whole life. We can get to relearn who we are. We can get to sit within something that's absolutely beautiful, that has been there and is there right now. Okay? So if you've never done a guided meditation, it's pretty easy. You sit and you listen and I'll talk and we'll go there. Okay? Now I've got um, to help us, we're gonna go to the we're gonna go to the beach. Um, and the reason we go to the beach is because um, first of all it's free. <laughs> and second of all grand things like the ocean and the beach and rivers and skies and things like that, we love them. You go to the beach and when you leave, you're sad, right? And when you go there, you're happy. Well, pay attention to those emotions. Emotions are the triggers that help us. And when you have sadness and your heart hurts and things like that, that means you have to turn back and go back into something that you have forgotten. Something that you have not been aware of. Something that you're aware of, but you have limited yourself. You've taken your expansive grandness of yourself and you've limited it to something small. So that's why we have sadness. You have a a friend, a lover, something like that. You lose that. We have sadness because we had fallen for that object as being the love but in truth we are the love, have always been there. So we go to the ocean, you sit there and you go, there it is. This is amazing. You go to the ocean at age 5, 15, 20, 30, 40, 50, whatever age you are, every time you go back to that ocean and you sit there, you are the same being in presence. Nothing has ever changed. Nothing has ever happened. Okay, so let's go there for a little bit. Now we'll see if this um, takes off. So put your feet on the floor quietly, or softly, whatever, comfortably. It's just the sounds of the ocean. So if it doesn't get started, it's okay. We can still do the meditation. There's <laughs> very signal in this part Oh, there, there is? Is yeah. there a better one over here when I was sitting here? Oh, no. I see. It's, it's horrible all over. This may not happen. We may not get the sound of the beach. That's okay. Do you have better Wi-Fi than I I can, can? get over to the internet if you like. Oh, really? Yeah, go to um, YouTube. Oh, here we go. Okay. Bingo, we're on. Okay. So this is the sound of Long Beach Island. There's is the waves coming in. Seagulls. You'll hear a Native American flute. So, put your feet on the ground, close your eyes. Picture yourself sitting on the beach by yourself. You're there all alone. It's just you. You're in a beach chair left of you is endless sand. It goes all the way up. There is a sand dune in it on the edge of that. In that sand dune is a, a beautiful person just playing this flute, which you'll hear in a little bit. That just And the flute plays out into the fog that's out there. The seagulls are singing To the right of you is sand that goes as far as you can see also. It's just you. You're sitting in this chair. You feel your feet in the sand. You look out into the ocean and you see the endless sky touching. The sky reaches and it dances upon the horizon. It dances upon the horizon of the ocean. And you feel that. You hear the flute singing. The flute plays the open presence that is here now. And as you sit here, you feel your feet in the chair, you feel yourself in the chair, you feel your feet in the sand. You feel the sunlight upon your face. The breeze blows through. You inhale. You smell the salt air. And you let go and you come home you let go of your name and your story and who you are and what has to be done you let go of that then you let go of any worries you have about being on the beach by yourself you let go of that and then anything else that you're holding on to you let go of that and then you let go one more time into what is here you watch the sun as it dances upon the waves, little glimmers. You watch the waves come in, they touch the sand, they go back out. You look all the way down the coast and you see a lighthouse at the edge, way down there in the fog, as the sun comes through burning through the fog. All of this takes place, not one thought is needed. You don't have to think lighthouse, you don't have to think sea, you don't have to think sky, sun. All of this takes place. And you let go into it, allowing it to be. And you let go one more time into it, allowing it to be. Now is this, you're just sitting here as this 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 place. Any thoughts or worries you had, you let go of, they are taken care of. And now you're here. there's a comfort, there's a security. This place—it seems that everything is happening, yet nothing is going anywhere. It's the place of pause. It's the place of stillness and silence. You look up at the sky and realize that is your mind. It's open and free. Your lungs are open and free too. Your breath is beautiful. When you sit. Just notice resting and unfolding until it's here. And you feel yourself getting up and walking away. And you walk and you notice as you walk your steps are happening naturally. And you walk and you come back to this room. visualize. Do you feel like you're at the beach? Very much so, right? Very much so. Now, let's take something. Let's let's look at what happened. When you walked up onto the beach. You were your name. You were a form. You are a story. Once you sat down at the beach for a while, you let go. Let go, let go, right? And you became what? What was there? Who were you? Hmm? Yeah, what else? If you could name the feeling that was taking place there while you were sitting there, not your name, but name it something, what would you name that? Experience. What would you name that moment? Present. Present. Present moment. Yeah, what else? How did it feel? How did it feel to you? Nature. Nature. Okay, you're seeing nature. Right, but how did did you feel? Calm? Peace? It felt peace, right? Peaceful. So let's call that place, let's call it peace. Now something amazing took place. Did it take any effort to let go? Just naturally, right? Did, and while you were letting go, letting go, letting go of this, something else right here was, was waiting for you. Something was waiting for you right here, right? Something that has been there your entire life. This something that has been waiting there for you, naturally you fell right into it. It took no effort at all to get to this place, which is probably one of the best places you've sat in all day. No matter what you have ever done today, no matter what you're going to do, no matter what you plan on doing, could anything ever touch that? And could you take that place and could you make it better? Could you take that place and could could you make it anything more than it is? You with me? Quite phenomenal. You let go, the more you let go, something automatically happened. You let go of these pieces of you. You let go, you let go, you let go, and then this opened up. And when it opened up, you sat there going, what is this? You felt it before. What is it? So let's name it. I'm gonna name it presence, okay? Presence, let's call it presence. Present awareness. It was just this present awareness. You were the beach. Was there a beginning and ending to this you at that moment? No. No, right? It went on forever, right? Does this does this presence that you sat within, does it die? No. Can, can it be improved? No. No. Okay, oh, now which is more real? This presence that sat there? Which is more real? This presence that sat there? Or thoughts and ideas about what you have to do in the rest of the day? Or, or your name? Which one's more real? Which one's never-ending, never-changing. Presence, yeah. Thoughts come and go. And you go up into these thoughts a little bit. But the presence is what stays there. How long did it take you to find the presence? How long did it take you to become the presence? 10 seconds? 15 seconds? You just simply stop and went there it is. So do you think it's possible to take this presence and say, well, let's take this and dip in and paint it into the rest of the world? Because if it goes on through and into everything, then why can't we just look at the rest of the world as this too? <clears throat> Is that possible to do? We have spent so much time focusing on our narrow-minded, individual, ignorant selves. And I say ignorant, because we're not we're ignorant of this presence of everything. We've spent so much time working on this individual self. That came about when we were young children. When you were young babies, you were a presence at all times. That beach moment was 24-7. And you were going, yeah, this is great. That's why kids have a blast. And then one day somebody turned and said, Michael, and you turned and they named, and you turned this way and they all laughed and smiled and you, they then named this grand presence Michael or Mike or whatever your name is. And then you went, oh, okay. And next thing you know, you're taking this presence and you're, you're building, you're building, you're building, and you're making friends and you're building, and you're in school and you're holding up this, and then you're holding up this life. And then what happens is you get to this place here where there's linear thoughts of who you are. You think, okay, here's my past over here, here's my future over here. And I, as an individual, have to do all of these things. Here's death here, and I have to get all these things done, and get to these places, and get this job, and get this money, and I have to carve my way through life, right? And this exhausts us, it's very exhausting, holding up all that energy of that individual person. It is, and society does nothing but just keeps pushing that at us. You're an individual, be better, do more, do all these things you have to do. You have control, you have to fix all these things. And this is what, we, this is what we, we fall for, and we go for that. Very rarely does someone ever sit down and say to us, that's not who you are. This is, this is just a little play, little play of the grandest self of, your, of yourself. And your true self is that open, endless presence that's there at all times. Some of your most joyous moments in life are when you are this presence. You have um, lots of friends over and you're having fun and you're doing something. There's no thought, there's no planning, there's just doing and having being taking place. You go and you sit at the beach and there's that presence there. You go to a giant concert, it's there. You go sit on a cliff overlooking a mountain and there's nothing but presence appearing as all of those things that you're seeing. Does that make sense? These are the portholes where you step into these things. There's a word called I. This word I is what we 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 fall into, believe as a separate. I is separate. I, I is separate. And there's I, and there's you, and then we're separate. So now I have to, you know, connect with you. We have to be one, and all this. So, let's look at the word I for a moment. Let's just look at that word I. Let's pronounce what it is. If you say the word I, I, like that, I, I, it goes on forever. I, 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 it goes on forever. There's no beginning to that. There's no end to that. I, say I am, I am. And here, here, here. What is here? Everything is here. Here is everything. So I is that forever. Am is forever. Here is forever. So we've been ignorant of our own language. Our own language says, I am here, which means I'm individual and I'm separate and you're over there. Wrong. Completely wrong. I. I is everything. Am is everything. Here is all over. So to say, I am here, you're essentially saying that everything I'm looking at right now, this room, every single person in this room, the hallway, and as far back as I can imagine, that is this presence appearing as me. Presence appearing. It's appearing as floors, it's appearing as walls. Presence is walling, flooring, lighting, harvey It's doing all these things, I, so pay attention to your language, I, I am here. Isn't that beautiful? absolutely beautiful. So this, which I pointed you to, present awareness, which is at the beach, we let go into it, and there it is. There it is, something beautiful that's been there the entire time. This is what I unfolded and discovered in my talks with my friend from California. I went, oh my God. What, what What is here? What is here? A presence. A presence that goes through everything. It's, it's another dimension of being, another dimension of seeing. If you can find this, which you can because you are this, if you can learn to bring this into your life on a regular basis, then you can go and take everything that I'm teaching you right now, and you can go out, finish your classes, get your job, do whatever you want to do, and do it ten times more successfully than anybody else. Because you'll be centered as this I am all the time. And no matter what takes place, you will never be touched. Example, you go sit at that beach in that presence, and when you're there, there's just this, ah, beautiful. And then you go back into the town, and you go up here, and you start doing this stuff, and you have, I don't know, You get a girlfriend, you get babies. You rob a bank, you end up in jail. Whatever. Then you come back years later and you sit in that presence again. And now sitting in that presence, has that presence changed? Has that beach moment changed? No, it's still the same thing. All these things that happened up here, all these, they're just writing on water. Just things that took place, they just moved and danced. That's all they are. They were presents too. is not who you were. And you know this. How many times have you been to the beach in your life? Seven, 10, 20, 30 times, right? A lot, right? Every time you go there, isn't it the same experience? And if it's not the beach. A river, a lake, a quiet tree, and a park. Go there every single time. Nothing changes. Okay? Look at these things. Look at, your, look at what takes place in this world. Even when you're up here in this place, too, things will happen. Things will happen. How many of you have uh, perhaps had a nice opportunity to have an argument with someone in the past few weeks? A lovely argument, right? Yes. Uh, One person has had, it or two people, three. Only four people have had arguments. (laughs) They're so zen. (laughs) (laughs) We don't argue, no. Think back on that argument. Was there a you there? Was there a them there? Or was there just this battling of movement to going on and on and on? Think back. Were you actually, was there a presence, a separate you actually? There I was, and there they were. Go back and think of it. All you really have is this feeling at this point, a feeling of of what took place. In that feeling, there is no you. There's just presence just taking place. And it's so beautiful.
1: The words that came
0: out were not scripted or written, they just appeared. The words that they said were just appeared, they all mixed in together. And there was just this, underneath the argument there was a connection of just no one, nothing happening. So, such as all of this up here. You go back to the beach, nothing ever happened. My mother and father were married for 25 years. They divorced after 25 years. Then they fought for another 25 years. They hired lawyers. They hated each other. They couldn't sit in the same room. It was just one story after another. The day before my mother died, I called on my dad and said, hey, she's on her deathbed. Go see her. He says, why? I said, because she has her boxing gloves off. He went up there and he sat next to her. And he put his hand on hers. And he held her hand. She died that night. The next day he called me, and I said, what was that like? He goes, are you trying to be a smartass? I said, no. I said, you hadn't talked to her in 25 years. And then you just go and hold her hand the night before she dies. Tell me what you experienced. He said, nothing ever happened. He says, it's as if the divorce never took place. Everything was just as it always was. The beach moment. You see this. Our true presence is there at all times, veiled and covered by thoughts and illusions. You find your true presence, you can go into your thoughts and illusions and see, well, these are thoughts and illusions. There they are. You can still play in them. You can still be Mike with a guitar playing music. And there it is. The ego is still having a great time, and the ego is presence too. And you can still enjoy life. But it's first essential that you know your truth as to who you are. Your truth. The party's doing an excellent job. So your truth is, it's the search and search and search for truth is, is, is the same thing that scientists do as they go and they search to see, well, what's, what's made, what is this bolt made of? What is this bolt made of? And they go into it, into it, and they see cells and molecules and atoms and particles, and they go, the more we keep going, we find what? Nothing. Nothing but presence there. So just as solid objects are these things, so are we. So we go into our truth. So now the big question is, begs to ask is, well then, are you saying that there's no Mike at all, never has been. Yes, there is. There's a Mike. Mike's fundamental source is presence. Because look deeply to see where Mike exists. Let's play that game, right? I do this with my kids. Look deeply to see where Mike exists. Are you your hand? Are you are you totally your hand? No. Are you totally your arm? No. Are you totally your your chest? Are you in your chest and your heart? You say, well that might be where my center is. Yeah, my chest and my heart. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Oh really? So which side of your chest? Left or right side of your heart? Where is it? Okay, alright, I'm not my chest or my heart. Um, I'm my mind. Ooh, that's a good answer. Okay, good where does the mind begin and end? Where does that begin and end, right? And you go, oh. You start exploring your mind, you find oh, I'm back on the beach, where everything is just presence. See this? Are you following me? Isn't this the most fascinating talk you've ever heard in your life? (laughs) Tell me about it. No one has ever talked to you like this, have they? This is the key to doing whatever you want in this world. Because, if you see through this, you're seeing through yourself, going, I'm seeing my true essence of who I am. Therefore, this essence, it would have to be everything else, wouldn't it? Because where would it stop? It's space. Open space is what we're looking at. So how would it, would it, would it stop at the edge of this class and go, well, then everything else is out there. Right? So if everything is this open space, then you are thus boundless to do whatever you want. I worked for a um, a, a job I had one time. I was an insurance salesman. I wouldn't quite recommend that as being one of your goals in life, but I did it. And we had to get on the phones and call people and get leads. And then we would, I'd get tons of them. And I'd always win and say, Mike always gets so many leads, how do you get them? I said, because every person I speak to, I, I sense, my own self presence in that it's so easy to speak to them and I can speak to them and then, of course I would win the grand prize which would be to have lunch with the boss <laughs> who had one child <laughs> and he complained the entire time about how hard it is to have one child because he has a cup of the green turtle <laughs> and he worked hard to, to drink you know, like something like 700 beers to get that cup with his name on it but he has this one child to take care of Meanwhile, I was married with my wife working on night shifts and I was taking care of three kids after work. <laughs> I'm like, that is so hard. <laughs> but I could look at that whole experience and say, there it is. Look at, look at this just appearing in its own funny, original, hilarious way as this. So we can look at this presence and we can say, this, this, is, this is truly it. Because once you see this, you see that beach moment, you sat there, you felt it. Can there be anything more than that? Can something be better that we're missing? I don't think so. We did self-exploration on this. And with this self-exploration, we looked and we said, this is our deepest self right here. And what it took to get in there did not take anything. To get to that spot was just letting go and it naturally appeared. There's proof right there. Okay, are you with me? Right? You get this? Good, good, good. Do you want to see how we can explore this and now go beyond what we know it to be? How to take this out into the world and say, let's do this. Let's see how we can do this. Because um, it's very easy to sit in meditation and go, "Mm, I'm in peace. And then you wake up from the meditation. I have an old video on my um, on my page, on my website. I don't know if I posted it, but I did it for humor because I was trying to meditate and teach about Reiki at a riverside, and while I was doing it, my child was screaming. <laughs> so I'm yelling at her as I'm like, I'm like this is the place of Reiki. Be quiet! <laughs> I'm like yelling at her. It was funny. But we, We are taught very much right now in society that okay, you can find your peace, and there's lots of videos and stuff on there, but then we're never taught like how do we take this peace, and how do we get out of this story that you're here in this peace, and the rest of the world is out there, and that you have to get out of that. So there's a story of um, opening up to this. Um, The first part of the story is that you're in the jungle, and there is a lion in the jungle running around, and you're in a cage. And that's the first part of the story. You're in a cage, and the lion is in the jungle. So this is basically you going, I'm in peace, and the rest of the world is evil, and I have to stay away from these parts. And that's exhausting, because now you're trying to hold up this peace, you're trying to hold up a you, and you're fighting against this world that's, that's a separate you, separating everything else. It's exhausting, it will exhaust you. Second part of the story is the lion's in the cage, and you're running around the jungle. So this is the part where you freed yourself and you found a little bit of peace in different things, maybe the groups, churches, whatever, things like that. But yet you've taken all the things you think are not of this peace and you've put them over here. These are not of this. How can something not be of peace? How can something not be of open space? How is that possible? Everything is open space. Everything is infinite. So therefore, how can anything be finite? How how do you take space and stop it and go, this is not space? It's impossible. So then from that realization, after a little bit of, you then realize, okay, scene three, the cage is open. The tiger is out. You're out and you're riding the tiger. In this place, you then, every step you take is a step as if you're on the beach. As if there is just beach and open presence as everything. And this step is not that hard to do. Um, we fear that step the absolute most because we fear letting go, letting go, letting go. All right, so that's gonna lead me now to a story which I've drawn so perfectly well right here. Do you get that? There it is. This is the mountain story and I'm gonna use these beautiful Native American flutes to um, tell the story. Doesn't that sound exciting? Yeah. All right, let's do it. So, the three, three individuals, we'll do you three three people right here. What are your names? Vincent. Vincent, w- Will. Preston. I gotta write these down. <laughs> you know. You said Will? Yeah. Vincent? Can I just say Vince? Yeah. And then what's your name? Preston. Reston? Preston. Preston? Preston. Preston. Oh, I like that. Preston. I already know which character you're going to be, Preston. <laughs> All right. Make you the hero on this one. So, Will, Vincent, Preston, you have a business, right? What kind of business is it going to be? Um. Any ideas? It's like Shark Tank. <laughs> what yeah, would be I sell can openers? You sell can openers. <laughs> you know, I was just gonna say, take a moment and go into your heart and say, what is the most amazing thing I could do to express, you know, this beach moment that would that would um, offer offer something joy to everyone else, and I don't care about what the results are. And can openers was exactly what I was thinking. You sell, you sell can openers because there's a, there's a lot of guys at home going, oh my God, this, don't worry, kitty, I'll get it open. Right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you sell can openers in, this, in the town over here. And here's the three of you. You got your business selling can openers. Now, there's a huge mountain there, and the top of this mountain is enlightenment. And so you've been talking to each other and saying, you know, we need to take off two weeks and let the can opener store just kind of sit a little bit and go up that mountain and find enlightenment. So you agree to take off two weeks and you get your backpacks and you get your hats and your cool hiking boots and the three of you start hiking up that mountain on a Monday morning, okay? Now, the very first thing that happens is on your way up that mountain, just about 20 minutes up into it, um, Vince, Vince here kind of gets cold feet, all right? So he then then heads back, he then heads back and says, I'm gonna go back and man the store. I'm worried about the can openers. You know, we have a a lady coming in and she's she's like a can opener specialist and she wants to look and see what's going on. So I'm gonna go back to the store. Now this represents the type of person that really just has a hard time letting go. They're just like, I I can't let go uh, because they're afraid that if I step over here into that presence, and I really take a look deeply who I am, I won't be, this life will not be the same. I won't be able to hold up the business anymore. Right? That's a, common, that's a common fear that everyone has. That is the number one fear that most people will not talk to me. Or I'll do a seminar and they'll just walk out and say, bullshit, and then I know I'm hitting on something good. Not this group, your classes never do that, but a lot of the senior places I talk to, they will walk out now. And so, this is, they're worried about, they're worried about if I do this. I did the same thing. I got into Reiki a long time ago, and the first question I asked, I said, well, if I do this, am I going to change? Am I not going to be as good of a father as I was? Am I still going to keep my job? And she laughed, and I'm like, oh my god, yeah, what you got her? Like, okay. So that's the first thing. So Vince, a little bit of fear, he goes back, and he's going to take care of the can opener store. So you two go, that's fine. We'll move ahead. So then, um, Will and Preston start marching up the mountain, and they get to the very of the mountain, and they, and they sit up there at the top of the mountain. Now what they see up there, we're going to use sound, because I've, I've been um, showing you, um, we did some visuals with the beach and everything, but I'm going to use these. These are called um, Native American flutes. And what they are is, they have um, beautiful tones to them, and if you can take presence, which is here, appearing. right in front of us, looking right at it. If you can take that and put sound to that and say, what, what is the sound that actually would emanate from this? And what sound actually paints this presence beautifully well? It would have to be these Native American flutes, which come from a tone of the wind going through a tree with the holes in the tree. And a uh, Native American heard that one time and said, whoa, and they repeated that with wood and holes, okay? So there you are. You get to the top of the mountain. There's a big giant oak tree that goes and reaches up into the sky. The branches and roots go into the bottom. And you sit there and you put your feet on that. And you look out at this canyon and there's a river there and there's all different colored trees there. Dogwoods, redwoods, pine trees and things like that. And the wind blows through this canyon. And as it does, it plays this song. And as this song plays, the tree speaks to you. Have you ever heard trees speak to you? Probably not. Never even listened, had you? Start doing it. They don't don't speak to you like uh, the way I'm speaking to you. There is a subtle something that takes place. A subtle language that goes from heart to nature. It's just there. So the wind goes through, and you become the place where the wind begins and ends. It sounds like this. So if you want to close your eyes, that might help too. Close your eyes, picture yourself on that mountain. And then you hear this song of us. that it blows directly to. There's no beginning to it. There's no end. There's no, that song is not heard in any one place. It's heard all through you. It plays to the clearness of who you are. The tree next to you feels the wind and sings along with it. There's holes in the tree from the woodpeckers. The tree sings, and as the tree sings, it then asks you a question. It says to you, who are you? what is here and in that moment you let go and you become same presence that was there at the beach you become just presence listening and it sounds like this thing that happens is you then look down, you now look down on the, uh, the bottom of the mountain. There is a, a river down there and there's a big giant brown bear that is fishing. And Normally you would run from a bear. You'd be afraid because of fear. Because there would be a you, there would be a story, and there would be fear of that story going in some direction that your mind is going into. But now in this moment, you're not there. In this moment, you are just the presence of the wind, the presence of the tree, you're the presence of the canyon, you're the presence of the sky. You're, you're, the sky is your mind. You look at the sky and you, and you follow the sky, follow it, follow it, follow it, and you realize that you are the sky looking out at the sky, have always been the sky looking out at the sky. That's who you are. You're an open, clear presence. You have cleared yourself. So much that when you see the bear, there's no fear because the bear has cleared himself. There's just a clearness taking place. You with me? All right. Remind me of this moment. I'll show you how to use this in life when you're working with other people and sports and things like that. You can take that and use that. It makes you super uh, connected. So you look at the bear and now you hear the bear for the first time, you see the bear for the first time, but there's no fear. There's no title of a bear, there's just that, there's just that taking place. And the strength of that is beautiful. Mm sound. It can be a beautiful sound. It can be a very dark, deep sound, too. It can be fear. It can be happiness. It can be all these things. So you shield yourself as presence. Then all these things that take place and land upon you never touch you. You're never touched. Again, you can go through these experiences and all these different life challenges, and you go back to that moment of that beach moment. And are you ever touched? No. Never makes you invincible. Nothing ever happened. Nothing ever happened. Nothing can happen. Does that make sense? You with me? Alright. Let's go to the very last one. The very last one is a... um, Over here on your left-hand side, in your peripheral vision, is a white-tailed deer. This represents love. Love. We know this, if you stare at love and you go into love and try to grasp love, you will not get it. It runs, it moves, it shifts. Love is something that's best seen from here, although there it is, yes, you feel it, you sense it, you know it. I don't know how it came, but it just did. Now it's the most beautiful love because it comes through the space of not trying, the place where I let go. So this love is there at all times. The moment you try love won't work. It won't work. It knows you're trying. So, if you've ever found yourself falling in love, you fall in love instantly because you've let go. And once you start trying, it doesn't work. Let go again. And watch it automatically start to come back within seconds and moments automatically when you let go. It appears. Okay? So the deer sings. Now, in this moment's do a little bit of healing. We'll put somebody in front of you, sitting in front of you right now. Close your eyes for a moment. Sitting in front of you right now is someone that you have not gotten along with very well in life. Someone that you have not appreciated. Somebody that has not treated you very well. However, they're not sitting there as that character anymore. Now they're sitting there as they let go of everything. They're sitting there as love. And they do not speak. They just simply look into your eyes, and you look into their eyes. And as that takes place, the deer sings this song. This is a song of love. So you see underneath of all their character. You see underneath of who they are. And you realize that all their actions were of love in their own strange way. And you sit with them for a moment, and you let go, let go, let go, to a place that is just love. Where love is. That's all it is. It's just love is and the dear sense. And they place their hand upon yours. Not a word is said. And they walk away. And now you find yourself sitting at the top of this mountain. And you're in this place of presence. There's just presence there. It's beautiful. And there's two choices at this moment you can stay there in this presence. That would be prison. Don't do that. Many people will do that. They'll stay right on the top of the mountain. There I am. Or what you can do is you decide to go down the mountain and go back into the city, where you can express and see this beyond what it is. The beach is beautiful, but many people will just stay there forever. And they're no different than being in the cage as the tiger running free. Or they're no different than having the tiger in the cage. You want to ride the tiger. So what happens is, um, Will, Will, Will likes it so much he stays at the top of the mountain. <laughs> so he's, he's up at the top of the mountain. He's going to meditate more and just enjoy it. And Preston decides to come back to the village to work on the can so he comes down the mountain. And now his walk is different. His centering is different. There's just something slightly different about him. He holds himself different. He goes into meetings and town meetings and things like that and there's chaos and all kinds of stuff taking place. But he doesn't let him, it doesn't let him throw him off and get involved so much. He'll watch, he'll have straight answers, he'll have a centering about him that people are amazed by okay? And uh, who was it? Vince. He stands and works next to Vince. Vince is busy doing can opener stuff, whatever it is, fixing the can openers with intensity. Because Vince is in a place in life where he's grabbing and bringing in for to fill himself. Grabbing and bringing in. Grabbing and bringing in. And all of his grabbing and bringing in is exhausting and you can see it in his face. Whereas Preston is... <coughs> sitting and expressing out. He's express- and he's working with the can openers. And he's having can opener Sundays where he's selling can opener. It's a really hard store to tell. But he's doing that, right? So there he goes. And there's, lots, there's more cats in the neighborhood now. They're all happy because their tuna fish is being opened properly. So this takes place. And then he goes through life expressing, 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 and seeing presence Hearing everything. Having no fear. Emotions come to him. Happiness, sadness, depression, and all these different things still take place in his body. The same way. The difference is, um, Vince, when he has depression, it roots into him. And an emotion comes. It could be just an anger about someone. And he'll carry it for days. That person and me. That person and me. Because he's trying to get to that place where he can, he can be at one. Whereas Preston is already there and things happen, and he goes, Yeah, well, that appears, and there it is. And then it, it's not touching me. and he moves on. He's aware of it, still sad, he still has all the same emotions as Vince. Same exact emotions, just handles them a little bit different. A speedboat, a sailboat. That's your difference. Just a little bit, just that slight difference there makes a difference on how life is going to be handled. The other thing is, from a metaphysical point of view, what you deem yourself to be and what you know yourself to be, the world is going to respond in that way. It's going to come out that way. Absolutely. Vince walks into a bar one night and says, nobody better mess with me. And he gets in three fights. (laughs) Preston goes in the bar and says, what a lovely place. And he has three people by him um, rainbow margaritas it's, it's sugar in the glass <laughs> See the difference there experiment with these things and that's the end of my story there so now let's take some of this stuff and let's take a look at this play a little bit okay so you understand the presence right you're like all right there it is how do we how do we take this and and how do we use this through our How do we use this through our day? How do we take this and go into the line at Walmart and say let's explore this a little bit, okay? So let's try a couple of things. Um, Take your hand and I want you to take your hand and I want you to just place it on the the desk like that. So you feel your hand on the desk, right? You've done this a billion times. Never like this. Now I'm going to show you how to look at this differently. So now there's your hand on the desk. From where do you sense the desk? From where do you sense the sensation of the hand on the desk? And you might say, well it's my fingers. Go back further. Okay, well it might be my arm. Okay, go back further. Where is the sensation source being formed? And you say, well, really the true sensation is, originates in the mind. In the mind. Are they with me? Yeah? Yeah, okay, so. Where does the mind begin and end it it, it, do, it doesn't it's just so that sensation is just really flowing through everything yet it 's also here at the same time. whoa, that 's pretty exciting Now that your hand is there, just leave your hand there don't touch it don 't move it. You now feel where is the where is the dividing point between the energy of your hand and that desk? Where is the difference? You might feel a warmth that goes into the desk. Where does your hand the skin of your hand end and the The wood of the desk begin, can you really find it? You really quite can't, it's like all one. So let's call that the knowingness. There's a knowingness of that energy of the desk. Are you with me? Yeah, okay, good. Do you think you could touch, you can put your head up now. Do you think you could touch anything in this room and still feel that knowingness? Touch anything and and you go, there's that knowingness in there. an An emptiness of presence this any object that you touch is going to have that knowingness there's a knowingness of that feel of that energy there it is now this is a subtle energy that is not quite of the mind but yet it is of the mind you with me yeah is anybody going what the hell is he talking about be brave no my god they're getting it (laughs) okay let's try some more you want some more this one's kind of cool See, that's what I do, I play with these things sometimes. So, so this is quite obvious, there's your uh, left hand, there's your right hand, right? Can't deny that, they're separate, right, left and right hand. Put one hand down, put the second hand on top of it. Now, without looking at your hands, what do you sense? You don't sense two separate hands, you just sense one energy. It's almost like the hands aren't even there. Now, what's beautiful is the moment you look at the hands, they appear. The moment you feel, you move them, they appear. Otherwise, they're just two to one. If you study metaphysics, you'll see that its, it's tiniest <coughs> elements is electrons, and the electrons only appear when they're looked at. When they're not looked at, they're not appearing. Okay, this is this is metaphysics. This is you know science showing us this. Let's do another one, let's do sound. You heard these flutes, right? Could you hear a stillness and a silence in these flutes? If I play this flute again, I want you to listen differently now. Instead of, if you don't think about these flutes as they don't play any song, you can't play a song that doesn't have a chords to it. So I'll play the flute. Listen for the sound of space, stillness, within, within the notes within the flute. So there's a note being played, but at the same time the note's being played, within that note, if you took that, that note and you put it onto a, um, a soundboard and you stretched it out, you would find that there actual space within those notes. If you heard that note, there was no place the note actually appeared. There was no direct place the note was being placed. It was being placed as everything, through everything, as everything, which is space. Does that make sense? I took these flutes to my studio, and I have an engineer, who's an old rocker, and he looked at that thing and he said, I don't know what to do with that. I said, why? He goes, I don't know where the sound's coming from. And I played it, and he goes, come back tomorrow. And I went back the next day, and he had microphones all over the place. Seven or eight of these things in this room. And I said, what are you doing? He goes, that's the only way I can mic that thing. He goes, it's just everywhere, so we'll do it that way. Quite beautiful. So, sound. We are taught that here's sound, you're here, sound is over there. Listen again. Is sound over there? Is there an over there? The sound is actually being heard within the presence of right here which is everywhere. Okay. The last one is um, sight. Sight is the most difficult because you look at something and you say, it's over there. I'm here, the bottle's over there. But if you look at it from a place where you say, where am I seeing from? Where is the scene taking place from? Where is the original image of the bottle being taken place from? it's actually being taken place from the mind which then is projecting it as out there. So that's one way of doing it that's rather complex. I don't want to get lost on I don't want to lose you on that. Let's try something else which is even more simpler. I want you to look at this bottle and I want you to look at this bottle in a way you've never seen something. Between your face and your nose and this bottle is a color that has been there your entire life. Okay? And this is the color that Presence is. It's the color that goes through everything and is everything and has always been everything. Okay, you ready? It's the color clear. The color clear goes through the bottle, through my hand, through this desk, through this this wall. It goes through everything. As an artist, the color clear is the canvas. As a photographer, the color clear is the screen. Okay. So this color clear is the color of presence appearing as everything. Making some sense? Interesting? No one's ever taught you this before, have they? they have never pointed this out to you. But you say to yourself, well, what do I do with this? <laughs> what what can I do with this? Everything. You do everything with this. How many of you play sports? You play sports? Yeah? What do you play? play golf. golf, okay, good What? What else? Kickboxing, okay. So these are very active sports. So, golf is everything. You have your toe in the wrong spot. That ball is going to hook right, right? And kickboxing is the same way. Kickboxing, you're trying to catch what is this guy's energy? What is the energy there? Where do I get the energy from? Where's the flow coming from? How do I get to the flow? I'm off the flow today. I'm in the flow today. Same with golf. I'm on, I'm off. All these things take place. So. If you can clear yourself before you do a sport, then it all takes place. The days you don't try, you probably have your best golf game. The days you don't try, you probably have your best kickboxing boxing experience, right? I didn't try, you just become the energy of this. So by not trying, you actually realize, well, there's just this taking place. Just taking place. In baseball, it's all mental. Whoever pitches the best is the one who's really not trying. They're just throwing the ball right in there. I used to teach kids baseball, and they'd th- try to throw a strike, and then shoom, up here, and go, what are you doing? Trying to throw a strike. Well, that's the problem. Don't try, just throw. Throw like you're throwing to first, and then go right in there and catch it. Um, so, these are the things that you can, if you know this, and you just touch it a little bit today, just enough, just a second of this, it's all is needed. Then you can take this, and you can open this up. And you can see it in different ways. You can see it as anything. Right. Any questions so far? I've gone pretty deep, haven't I? Don't know. Any questions on what I've gone through? The fullest, the craziest question can come through right now. Anything. Yeah? No? What is it? Hmm? See <clears throat> it. What is it? It. There's different words we can use for um, what we felt at the beach, that meditation. We call it it. It is, is, is it's interesting. The word it, look how it's used in language. It's raining. It's cold. It's hot. What is the it? The it is the, this, this emptiness that has some type of life to it. It has some type of life to it, some way. Have you ever been out, uh, really deep out at sea in a boat? gone out so far that you don't even hear. I have. I took a kayak one time out to the ocean by myself, and I went so far out I couldn't even hear the ocean anymore. You know, and at first your mind goes off, and you're thinking, is that a shark? <laughs> <laughs> this huge, giant thing of seaweed. <laughs> I'm going, that could be a shark. Why is he out so far in the first place? But you go, you go so far out, the stillness and the silence just becomes everything. It just immerses into everything. The other thing is when you go swimming, just simple swimming in a pool or swimming in the ocean, your arms and legs become everything. Just there's no you. There's just this. It. It can be is another word for it. Presence. Um, sometimes people use the word God. I don't use that word too much because it historically has a story to it, which says God's up there, six miles up on the right with a beard and a red chair. You know, of course that could be Santa Claus. No, sometimes anyway. So I want to give these, these papers out. This is a, a little something I did, which is taking a look at um, you two, the two individuals we talked about. So you have, I think oh, I forgot Preston went back to the can opener store and Vince, he came down the mountain. So one is duality, duality is there's me and there's the rest of this world and I have to fight to get to happiness. And that's exhausting. That's duality. Non-duality is, let's open up to what's here. Okay, so I want to go over these and show you how, how the thinking occurs in both of these. Make sense? And while Mike is passing them out, um, and I know people will leave at 4.50 or um, for other classes and so on, but we will continue, probably, um, if you're available It's up optional, for probably another 30 to 45 minutes. How much time do we have left Harvey? Um, Technically we have, well that clock's ahead. We have about nine minutes officially and then we can continue after that. Okay. I wanna go through this real quick then. So, um, on the top of this I have my website I made a little website if you want to look at that and look me up. There's more videos and stuff on there. So under duality, if you look under duality on the left-hand side, you have all these things, time, relationships, death, thinking. Let's, Let's talk about death real quick, because that's the big one. Everybody fears death. Okay, look up here real quick. Here's death. Okay, here's life. This is what it is. Here's you. Going through life, doing your thing, selling can openers this is your essence. This here is what you, this is what you know, sense, feel, and become when you go to the beach. Okay? When death takes place, this is what happens with death. And then this becomes everything. So there's no, we we see death as, here's this, and we shift it over here. There's something over here that's more amazing then you're always trying, but in the meantime, this is really true, what it is, it just goes like this. So when you went to the beach, this is what happened. It just opened up, there it is, this becomes everything. And you have been, been this the whole time. The only thing we did was we removed the shell. Remove the shell, which is the body, the story and the mind, and all the things that failed. But if you look at those things deeply, you take and you stop and you look at these, you look at these thoughts that you have, and you go into these thoughts and you watch them as energy you realize they are energy they never touch you they are presence as well thoughts are presence, mind is presence everything is presence does that make sense? it's that simple don't make it more complex than it is Um, there's something life, people say oh life is hard so under duality life is hard, there's you trying to beat life some story. Where is life? Where is you? You won't find it. But under non-duality, there's just allowing. You allow things to happen. You allow them to take place. This is happening. I'm doing this. Let's just do this. Okay? Notice how things just take place so often. Words take place. Actions take place. Things move. Things come. Things go. There's really no you out there controlling any of it. It's just happening. It's just happening. How can there be anything that you're controlling if there really essentially is not a separate you that's actually doing it? But if you think you're controlling everything, take a moment, close your eyes, and think up your next thought. Can you do that? Can you think up your next thought? If you can, then try doing the next thought in 10 seconds. Are you able to think up your next thought? No, right? How'd that go for you, huh? Can't do it. Whoa, wait a second. I can't think up my next thought? What does that mean? That means my thoughts just come and go. Your thoughts just dance upon presence as presence, like writing on water. And some of them you grab and you play with and you have fun. Good? Okay. Um, I think I'm just going to end with this. Let's just end with this so that we have time for questions. After you leave this class and you're wondering, well, how do I access, do this, or what do I do with this? Simply, the question of what is here is probably one of the most powerful. What is here? And you stop and you go, what is here? This what, what is presence? What is the presence? That's what's here. It's sense, it's known. And that's all you need to know. And then from there you can work with that. And just by being here, whether you understood anything I said or not, just being here in this room, sensing this, feeling it, is enough so that you have, okay, yeah, that that's, has been, seed has been planted. I kind of know what that is. So if you want to dig in further, there's a website here. You can look up Non-Duality on YouTube. There's hundreds of people doing talks about it. You can talk to Hardy. you can talk to I. So, any questions? Yes. What To Will? Yeah. He stayed on top of the mountain. He's still up there meditating. That's all. He's just up there meditating. Will becomes like a friend of mine named Elliot who I call up and say, Hey, Elliot, I know you play guitar. I can help you get tons of gigs doing this like I'm doing. Elliot's going, No. No, dude, it's all free. I'm just going to wait for something to come to me to tell me what to do. I'm not in control of things. There's no one in control. I'm just going to wait for it to come to me. I'm going, Elliot, it is. It's me right now telling you this. That's, That's what Will's become Elliot's. Like, let it be, I don't know, just whatever, let it be. His, his van gets stuck in the mud, let it be. Really? Come on, dude, you have the thought that says, pick it up and move, get the, get the van out of the mud. So there's a fine line, you still play with it, right? And Will is not a great place to be. That's easy to get to, but then you find yourself not, not going into, it. come down to the town and help Preston with his daggone can openers. There's, there's kitty cats that need to fed, right? <laughs> All right, this has been fun. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, how would you define this kind of duality? Because I'm just like, at this point I associate it with like Taoism, but this doesn't seem to be like, like a Taoism? You mean oh. da- the Taoism? Da-